Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5. The last uh, two Sundays we've been in Galatians chapter number 5. And uh, I want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit this morning. And uh, for a little while, <clears throat> Galatians chapter number 5, verse number 22. And... The scripture said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh which are the works of the flesh. Need we go over the works of the flesh again? Verses 19, 20, and 21. They have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us be desirous of... Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Lord, bless you for standing for the reading of the Word of the Lord. You may be seated. I am a firm believer today that the Holy Ghost still works. Amen. I am a firm believer that it's still real, that it's still powerful, and it's still for the church today. Amen. There's a lot of people that try to say that the Holy Ghost is not for us, As Brother Rick was testifying this morning, I don't know why people don't want what God has. Uh, They want to go where God is, but they don't want the Spirit of God living on the inside of them. They do like to call this book a, or call us judgmental because we use the Bible, but the Bible is full of very things that judge us. It is a book that we are supposed to live by. It's a book that we're supposed to uh, raise our children by. It's a book that we're supposed to worship by. It is our roadmap. If you want to go to heaven, you're going to live by the book. Amen. If you want to see Jesus on good terms, you've got to live by the book. If uh, you want to go from here to New York, there's roads that will carry you there, but you've got to go by the road map. You can't start off uh, going west and get to the east coast. You've got to go in the direction 
that the road map would direct you. You can't live any old way and go to heaven. Everybody wins in the end. No, there is someone that's keeping score. Uh, there is a book that's going to be opened up and it's going, your, your, your life is going to judge you and the way that you live. I, I was reading this morning, I, I come in and I was praying and I went to the office and I read and I come back and I prayed some more and it just, just felt like God was leading me back to reading the book of Acts, just reading uh, what was going on in the book of Acts and what was happening. And I, I felt like I knew what I was going to preach and I'd come in and I'd pray and I'd go back and read some more in the book of Acts. But I find out in the book of Acts where the Holy Ghost was poured out to the church and how it refers to them as being full of the Holy Ghost. It refers to them as they were picking people to take care of certain offices. They sought people that were full of the Holy Ghost. How much better would our lives be today if we lived our lives full of the Holy Ghost? I don't think that any of us has a question in our mind or in our spirit if the Holy Ghost is real or if the Holy Ghost will work. But there is times where we have found ourselves not doing according to the law and the commandment of God because that we were not full of the Holy Ghost. If you read in the Gospels, you will find miracles that Jesus did and the Scripture will refer to the fact of Him being full of the Holy Ghost. You will find in the book of Acts where miracles were done by the Apostle Peter, and he was full of the Holy Ghost. You will find that miracles that was done by the Apostle Paul, that he was full of the Holy Ghost. It makes reference time after time after time in the Word of God. It refers us back to the fact that they were full of the Holy Ghost. I, I do not believe that this was just a coincidence of the recorder of Luke when he was gathering the information to put the book of Acts in writing. I did not believe that this was just, just a passing thing that he said they were full of the Holy Ghost. But it was for a purpose for us to look back on for generation. Year after year, thousands of years later, and to go back and to see that the way that they did these things were they were full of the Holy Ghost. It is impossible to live a life free from sin without being full of the Holy Ghost. When you take a glass and you feel that glass to the very top, and uh, you you ever had anyone that that when they're filling up your your glass or something just for fun they will fill it up so full that you cannot even move it it looks like the tea or whatever is swelling out the top just before it spills over and you have to kind of bend over and get a sip of it to to take some of it out where you can actually pick it up and bring it to your mouth 
there is absolutely no room for anything else. You can't put a straw in it. You cannot put a piece of ice in it. You cannot dip your finger in it because why? It is full to the point of bubbling over. When our spiritual life is full of the Holy Ghost, there is no room for anything else. There is no way that anything else can fit in there because we are full of the Holy Ghost. We are absolutely to the point of bubbling over. That is the reason why people that receive the Holy Ghost has got to tell somebody. Because they are full of the Holy Ghost. It's just bubbling over. They can no they they cannot contain it. Brother Duplissy had made mention of a lady that stopped by the campsite that we were at and uh they were talking to him. I were I was busy trying to fix a tube and and uh, so they were talking and uh, visiting and they told me or I come over uh when the lady was leaving and she was they were inviting in her church. She said, You know, said it may be God said, I think I've already got two or three hope cards already because somebody up there at the lake passing out hope cards. Thank God that somebody is full enough of God that it still means enough to them where they want somebody else to enjoy the things that they have. It does my soul and my spirit good when I, when I give someone a card and they say, I already got five of them. My wife went through the checkout counter at Walmart and she handed the lady a a card and she says, I already got some of them today. Already been invited. That is good because people are full of God and they're wanting to share what God has done for them in their life. When we get to the place that we no longer want to be a witness to the greatness of God, we're no longer full of what God has to offer. If you find yourself having trouble living for God, I, I was uh, we were we were having such a good time, and and uh, Brother Duplissy and and uh, Sister Duplissy came up. We were having a good time, and then they came up. No, that's not what I meant. But we were having a good time, and they came up to eat with us. And uh, we were sitting there. He said, yeah, they told me to go right and don't go left because they're down there fighting uh, at Snake Island. That's the big island there where they all go and uh, on the lake and the sandbar there at Rayburn. And uh, said they're having a fight. And I said, you know it." Amazes me why people, you know, they can't just have a good time. Just naturally have a good time. I've never figured out why, why people that would have God would be drawn to the things of this world. Why would anybody that's experienced God be drawn to drinking? Why would anybody that has a good relationship with their spouse be drawn to an affair. 
Amen. Why would I want, and I was sitting there and my family was there and we were eating and talking and laughing and telling stories and having a good time and, and uh, watching them play and out on the lake enjoying the blessings of God. And I said, why would I want to mess this up with alcohol or with drugs? The reason why people do that is because they're not full of God. Not to say that I'm some super spiritual and being full of God does not make you some spiritual uh, uh, being to where you cannot be any earthly benefit. But being full of God keeps you happy in God. Amen. Amen. You cannot convince a woman or a man, no matter how someone would be enticing them or flirting with them or trying to convince them that the grass is greener on the other side. If they're happy in the relationship that they're in, you cannot get them outside of that relationship. But what happens is, you say, well, how, how come you have so many adulterous affairs? It's because people are not satisfied. It's because people are not in love. You say, oh, oh I, I love them. No, no, if you love them, you're not going to hurt them. <laughs> you can tell that to somebody else. I don't believe it myself. But... But they're, they're not, they're not totally satisfied because the new has wore off and other things start catching your attention. The relationship that we have with God is so close to the relationship of a man and a woman. That's the reason why marriage is a commitment for life. I know that it hasn't always worked and there's good people that, that has made terrible mistakes, but still, from the beginning the Word said that it was not so, that this is a way that God has put us together. This is a way that God has joined us together. And let no man, nothing, put asunder what God has put together. Because that is so close to the relationship that God has with you and I. Amen. That it is a commitment. It's not just for the good days, but it's no matter what happens, I, I want God and I want the things of God in my life and the direction of God in my life. But what happens is that our Holy Ghost, not the Holy Ghost doesn't get weak, just... Our spirit and our dedication and our commitment. We're not taking care of it like we once did. We don't brag on it like we once did. It becomes your old hag instead of your lovely bride. Oh, praise God. It becomes just that old grouchy man instead of Man, that's the guy that I dream of. That's the way the Holy Ghost becomes in our life. It's something that we can shelf. And it's 
second place. It's no longer number one. It's no longer first in our life. It's no longer our chief joy of our life. It's no longer the love of our life. But it's something that we can shelf every once in a while and do something we really like to do. And so we lose that joy of serving God. The fruit of the Spirit is love. The Holy Ghost will still make you love everybody. That's weak, but it's still right. The fruit of the Spirit, without the Spirit of God, ye are none of His. Without the fruit of the Spirit, you're not, you don't have the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Because when you have the Holy Ghost, this is just things that's going to automatically happen. These are things that's going to automatically take place in your life. These are things that will automatically change in your life. If you were, if you had hate in your heart when you get the Holy Ghost, that hate will be replaced with the love of God. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost still works. The Holy Ghost still changes lives. The Holy Ghost still makes a new creature out of all of us. The Holy Ghost still will do the work that we cannot do ourselves. The Holy Ghost will still deliver you from cigarettes. The Holy Ghost will still deliver you from drugs. The Holy Ghost will still deliver you from alcohol. The Holy Ghost will still make you love everybody. I just can't stand those people. You need to get more of God. Amen. You need to get more of God. The Holy Ghost will still give you joy. What is joy? The dictionary says that it is an emotion of great happiness. It is something or someone that provides a source of happiness. That's what the Holy Ghost is. It is something that replenishes. It's something that keeps promoting. It's something that keeps giving you. It is that very source of joy. Amen. We find that the children of Israel... When they were in captivity, they were not a happy people. But when God delivered them out of Egypt, they crossed over the Red Sea and they watched their enemy drown in the Red Sea. The Scripture said in Exodus chapter 15 that Moses began to sing a song about God as he destroyed their enemy in the Red Sea. They begin to dance. They begin to shout. They begin to shout for joy and rejoice that God had delivered them for 400 years of bondage. I want to tell you today the reason why some of you don't have any joy in your life is because you're bound by the things of this world. It's not because the Holy Ghost will not give you joy. It's because... 
that you have allowed yourself to become captive to the things and the beggarly elements of this world. But I come to tell you this morning and remind you again today, amen, that when you have the Holy Ghost, you will produce the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is that you will have joy in your life. Hallelujah. 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 There's something about God that just makes you happy. There's something about God that just makes you smile. There's something about God that will make you show those pearly whites or dingy yellows or those smooth gums. But whichever category that you fall into, God would just put a permanent smile on your face. Amen. You see the difference in being in captivity and going through a trial. You say, oh, I'm facing a trial in my life. But you can have joy in the midst of the trial as long as you don't allow yourself to become captive to this world and this world system. You can't have joy and try to straddle the fence. You can't have joy of God and try to have the best of both worlds because you would become among most men most miserable. But I want to tell you that when you totally commit and dedicate your life to God, that it's still joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. I found joy in serving my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You see the difference in going through a trial and the difference of being held captive, the children of Israel, instead of going through a trial, they were held captive. They were oppressed by their adversary and by their enemy. Amen. Some of you wonder, where did my joy go? Where did God go? Where did the Holy Ghost go? I haven't been happy in years. I haven't been satisfied in a long time. I want to tell you it's not because of God. Amen. It's because that you have allowed yourself to be captive. Amen. To the elements of this world. But I want to tell you when you make up in your mind. Amen. This is the Spirit of God that I have. And God didn't call me to be depressed. God didn't call me to be down and out. God didn't call me to be despondent and not know where to go. Amen. But God called me to be happy in God. God called me to have joy. And I can shout through my trial. I can shout through my heartache. I can shout through my disappointment. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see in Psalms chapter 137, it tells a story again about the children of Israel being taken captive. And it says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our hearts upon the willows in the midst thereof. For they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And
And they that wasted us required of us a myrrh, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Amen. There they were carried away captive. They were not, they were not going through a battle. Amen. Because you will find when the children of Israel went into battle, they learned that worship and praise and a joyful heart and a joyful spirit would get God's attention. Amen. You will find that when they went to the walls of Jericho, as they marched around those walls, Joshua told them, said, now shout because God has given you the city. Amen. They were going into a battle. But here they are taken captive and cannot sing the Lord's song. So you wonder why? Why am I not happy? It's not because the battle. It's because of captivity. Why, why can't I, why can't I feel that joy? The Holy Ghost is that ever source of joy. It's wells of living water. It don't ever run dry. It keeps bubbling up. It keeps happening. It, it just, it just keeps going on and on and on. The Holy Ghost is still real. Three of you believe it, but the Holy Ghost is still real. So here we find that the Lord replies unto them and He says, How? Or they say, How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Then the Scripture turns and it says, If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I did not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. If I do not remember thee. I want to tell you, no matter where you're at, today God still remembers you. No matter what you're facing today, God still remembers you. No matter if you're held captive by the things of this world, God still remembers you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And the devil knows that if he can get you to the place where you're not happy in going to church, I don't see how people are unfaithful to the house of God. I can understand vacationing. I can understand sickness, but just staying home and not coming to church, I cannot understand. Neither does God. You ought to say amen. There's a lot that's not here today. But because we have, we have lost and the devil knows that if he can he can get you so messed up to where you lose your joy and go into the house of God. Man, this past week was a long week because the middle of my week was disturbed because we did not have church. 
It makes my days messed up because my life is wrapped up in church. It makes, it makes me all confused because that's what my life is ever since I was just a kid. My, my daddy seemed to believe that if you were sick, you'd get better at church. If you were hurting, when you get to church, we'll pray for you and you'll feel better. That's just the way that it is. You just, just, it wasn't, there was never a question if we're going to church. Are we going to church tonight? (laughs) Have you lost your mind? We just going to church. That's, that's just what it, because the joy of going to the house of God. What did the lady say that the Queen of Sheba say that when she come to Solomon and seen all of his glory, she said, what amazes me the most is the joy that your servants have when they're serving and going to the house of God. But you know what happened in Solomon's life later in years? He went after strange gods because he lost not, not that God diminished, but he lost that desire. Something began to change. Something began to switch. Something began to go on. It worries me that, that in our adulthood and serving God, that something begins to change and something begins to go on and something begins to shift. Something begins to happen where... We no longer come to church with a smile. We no longer cannot wait to get to the house of God, but it becomes a drag and a dull drudge. Oh no, it's Sunday again. Oh no, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, church all the time. That's all we do is go to church. But I want to tell you that the devil knows that if he can steal your joy and to go into the house of God and keep you at the house. Oh well, you know, we just, we just relaxing. Too much relaxing will Cause you to be an overweight, ridiculous person. We're just, we're just enjoying, oh, we're just enjoying the family. We enjoying the good times. But, but what happened to the day to where couldn't wait to pray? That's when we were happy in God. Couldn't wait to worship. Couldn't wait to sing. Even, us that can't sing, couldn't wait to shout, couldn't wait to get back to church. Why? Because that's where our joy was. That's where our love was. That's where our dedication was. That's where our commitment was. Something wrong with a man that when he gets off of work, he don't want to go home. Something's wrong with the woman and their relationship when she gets off of work and don't want to go home. Something wrong with the Christian when they get off of work and don't want to come to church. Something's wrong with the Christian when they get up in the morning on Sunday morning and don't want to go to the house of God. Something wrong with our relationship when we wake up and don't want to pray and don't want to seek God. I want to tell you, the devil is bringing us into captivity to where we no longer have 
have the joy in serving God. But I have found that when I am down and when I am depressed and when I don't feel good that when I get to the house of God where the source of my joy is flowing, amen, my spirit makes a connection with the Spirit of God. And before I leave, I feel better about life. I feel better about what God is doing. I want to tell you today, church, the joy of the Lord is still our survival. The joy of the Lord is still our strength. The joy of the Lord is still our help. It's our only way of making it through life. Hallelujah. 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 Psalms 27 and 6 says, And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in His tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. I want to tell you, there was a song that we used to sing in Sunday school. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. We quit singing the song and we've forgotten that the source of our joy, it's not money. It's not houses. It's not land. It's not things that we possess physically in this life. The source of my joy, I love my family, but it's not my family. Amen. But the source of my joy is the Lord. Amen. The source of my joy is coming to God house and lifting up the name of Jesus. Amen. The Holy Ghost is still joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's been times where I felt like the anger of God was against me. But the Scripture said in Psalms 30 and 5, For His anger endureth but a moment in His favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy. Joy cometh in the morning. Psalms 32 and 11 says, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and Shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Shout for joy. Why does the preacher want us to come to church and lift our hands and run the aisles and leap and get excited about? Because you're not going to be committed to something you're not excited about. Why can't we just come and sit? We'd be like the rest of the nominal world. We'd come and just sit. We would have the same thing that they have. Nothing. Just a social gathering. Just come and sit. Look at the walls. Hear the singing. Go home. Fellowship a little bit. And then we don't have any joy. 
The devil don't want you to have joy. The devil don't want you to have any joy. Because he knows that if he can keep you from having joy, you won't be at God's house very long. The joy of the Lord. So we come to the house of the Lord and we begin to lift our hands. We begin to magnify God. We begin to praise God. We begin to shout for joy. You say, oh, I'm not emotional. Hey, get ready. I'm about to close. I'm not emotional. I don't get emotional. Things don't, don't really rile me up. Things really don't excite me. I would say that you were a liar, but that's too harsh. You're a storyteller. Things will excite you. Things will rile you up. Things will make you emotional. If your grandchild or if your child run out these side doors and was making a beeline for that highway, I'm sure that we would all sit here and say, really hate to see them do that. You know, there's a lot of traffic out there that could be very dangerous. Would not be good for their well-being. We'd say, I'm just not emotional, so I'm not going to say anything. No, you and I would be screaming with everything that was in us. We'd be running out there trying our best to catch them. Because we are emotional people. Kind of dead this morning, but (laughs) emotional people. We do get emotional about things. We do get stirred up about things. Let somebody get on your little children. You'll find out how you can get stirred up. But we don't, don't want to get excited about the things of God. That's the reason why you've lost your joy. It's not because the Holy Ghost has lost its power. It's not because God has changed. It's not because God is different than He was 50 years ago. Because you have changed. But when we learn how to come to the house of God, and we learn how to worship when we're not even pushed and primed and pumped to worship. We know how to lift our hands and allow tears to run down our cheeks because that we're in love with our source of joy. When we learn how to come to the house of God and just lift up holy hands and worship Him, not because of what He has done, but because of who He is, we will find ourselves becoming full of the Holy Ghost and when you get full of the Holy Ghost you will bear the fruits 
of the Spirit, which is love and which is joy. An apple tree bears apples. A pear tree bears pears. A fig tree produces figs. They produce. And when you have the Holy Ghost, it will produce the fruit of the Spirit. It still works. It still works. It still works. Some of you have lost your joy in serving God. You've allowed the devil to come in and, and bring you into captivity. And you have no joy in serving God. It's not exciting to you any longer. It doesn't thrill you like it used to. God has not changed. But God is in this house today to tell you that wherever you're at, wherever you find yourself, whatever you're going through, if you're in captivity or going through a battle, that He's here to offer you deliverance. He's here to offer you hope. He's here to bring back that joy to your life. But it's up to you as we all stand this morning. But when you're fulfilling the works of the flesh, you cannot produce the fruits of the Spirit. Let's lift our hands right now. God, in your name, you see every person, you see every need, you see every situation right now, God. Oh, God, that we would be a productive tree, that we would produce the fruit that you have called us to produce, oh, God. Lord, I pray, Jesus, that you would bring back that joy in serving you. That excitement in living for you. That excitement in being what you would have us to be. I wonder right now, is there anyone that wants to step out and say, God, bring back that source of joy. I want to be satisfied in God. I want to feel that happiness again in serving God. I want to feel that joy again in serving God. Would you come today? Saint of God, child of God that is in this place right now, you know who you are. 
You know God's been talking to you this morning. You've sat around and you've wondered and you've asked the question, Why am I just not happy? Why do I not feel joy like I want to feel? I want to tell you today the answer to it is being full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Would you step out? You say, oh, people think I'm backslid. Who cares what people think? If you continue in the direction that you're headed, everybody's going to know. But it's just admitting that I'm human and I have needs and I have, I have shortcomings. I've had failures in my life. But God, I'm trying. God, I want more of You. To be full. To be full. To be full. I'm going to wait just a few more moments right now. I know it's quiet. I know it's Sunday morning. I know the crowd is slim. But I know that God is in the house right now. God has had this to take a little different turn trying to reach you today trying to encourage you today, trying to let you know I haven't forgot you. God's trying to let you know I haven't forgot you. I know where you're at. I know what you're facing. I know what you're going through. And I'm here to give you that joy back. I'm here to replenish. I'm here to help. I'm here to strengthen here to encourage. Come on, saint of God. Why don't you reach out to the Lord right now? Oh, mighty God, why don't you reach out to God right now? No ladies in the house need a touch from the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Where are you at in your walk with God today? Oh, how do you feel when you start getting ready for the house of God? How do you feel when it comes prayer time? How do you respond when it's time to worship God? Oh, God, to feel that joy again. In Jesus' name, work right now, Holy Ghost. Work right now, Holy Ghost. Work right now, Holy Ghost.